Experience. Beards on Breen. 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 <laughs> Beards on Breen, indeed. Number um, three of five. I was thinking if we ever have, uh, if we ever had any guest stars, they'd have to have a beard. Yes, even if it's a fake beard. Yeah, exactly. An applique. Just like get, have ones at the door ready. You know, well, if you want to be on the podcast, you, there is a rule. But to be fair, do we know anybody without beards? Uh, Very few. Uh, Kirby? Kirby. Kirby doesn't have a beard. True. My wife doesn't have a beard. Well, that's true. I mean, we can't fault her for that, though. No, 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 no. Uh, what did we watch this time, Joshua? What did we watch this time, uh, Fateful Findings yep. is the title, but I don't know if that could possibly begin to explain what we watched. All I know is that um, this time we're going in a deeper and more profound direction. Mm. Uh, what are you discovering for this third round uh, as far as like th- things starting to unpack or um, a particular thread? I would definitely say that this one is actually uh, harder to unpack. Uh, you know, actually, it's not. Um, I, I feel is as bizarre as the first two films are. Mm-hmm. I think they're actually a little bit more straightforward than this right. one is. Um, you know, this one is. Uh, you know, certainly, cer- it still has some things to say. Um, but yeah, like the directions that this one decides to go in, I think you could look at the previous ones and say, okay, well, you know. Like Double Down is about this, you know, uh, super agent slash terrorist who's uh, out in the desert and trying to ultimately avenge his girlfriend. And of course, there's things that go from there, but that's kind of the gist. And mm-hmm. then the second one is about this avenging alien creature, right? This one is like, I don't know, kind of like a relationship drama, um, but also, it, yeah, I thought it was a little more kind of his version of a of a soap opera yeah love circle yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh because it had those certain you know it, it if even kind of the, the the framework um even though it's still using natural lighting it didn't look as flat as maybe a uh you know dynasty or uh-huh yeah, you know, yeah. one of those daytime things but uh it definitely had some of the stunted dialogue uh, th- I would say that really more than any of them, um, this one really had a cadence to it mm-hmm. um, that was really interesting. And it was it was line, pause, like just so many pauses right. um, in this one, which I think have always been in the Neil Breen films. But uh-huh. um, I think, you know, and this is something that's true with auteur theory and auteurs in general is that when you start and you, you see some of their earlier films, it's like, yeah, I can see glimmers of these things that are later going to be solidified, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, you know, and it's really interesting. You can, you know, you can look a lot of these directors and say, okay, well, you know, 
it's uh brian de palma you know look at some of his earlier shots and see some of the first like long takes that he did right? right um and then of course later that just that became a de palma thing right so it's like you pretty much always was gonna you know we're always gonna have one big long take in a de palma film because that just kind of became his thing yeah um and i would say that uh you know this is very much the same way is that maybe he's almost leaning in to the things that he's known for it's either it's either he's doing that knowing that people expect that or i think just he's he's getting more uh secure in his voice and i definitely think that upon three films now we're starting to see those things that are definitely repeating um mm-hmm. things that are going to come back but yeah the cadence of the dialogue i think was really really interesting you just in a lot of lines that are repeated yep um and lines that almost uh kind of mirror each other you know where you'll have like it's like the the secret agencies and i found their secrets you know yeah. and and so you have these things that that are like inverse lines of the line that came before it right um and yeah you've you've got these these big long pauses uh and i i really do feel that um I mean, there are moments in this i you know i said this while we're watching it feel very lynchian yeah. um there's like line deliveries and i think this is especially if you're familiar with Twin Peaks, The Return, um, there are a lot of things that are like that, uh, where it's like you've just got these obviously weird artificial deliveries, um, mm-hmm. which I certainly think in the case of David Lynch, you're doing that purposely, um, right. you know, obviously. But um, but with this one, it's just kind of the way that he uh, puts out his stuff. But it's not even just like in the way that people are talking, where you have people that are in normal situations talking in this bizarre fashion. Right. Um, but you also have the, the black room um, and the sound design. Um, so yeah. that's really the thing that kind of recalled Lynch to me the most was just in these parts where, you know, you have these dream sequences where you've got Neil Breen and he's in this room that's just covered in black. That's like, you know, looks like maybe garbage bags. Garbage bags right um but there's this 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 like droning low hum that's happening yeah um and that's a very big uh thing that you see in a lot of david lynch i mean going way back back to Eraserhead, going back to even his short films before Eraserhead, mm-hmm. you've got just that sound design of this uncomfortable humming um and uh yeah but in terms of the plot I mean, I guess, you know, we should maybe just kind of go, I don't know if I'll go step by step, but just sure. the overarching plot seems to be a uh, a drama where you've got a man. Okay, I guess we should start with this, the beginning, right? So you have this little boy and this little girl right, who go out into the woods. They're like playing and they find a giant mushroom. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, moderately sized. Okay, mushroom. okay. I wouldn't yeah. say giant, but for like a mushroom, a, like a portobello. Yeah, like a big portobello. Okay, so you know, so yeah, but it's not like not like a yeah, house it's not like mushroom. yeah, right, right. you know, Alice in Wonderland. Correct. Yeah. So, but it's size. like like a like a big portobello mushroom out by a tree, and then this slowly fades away and turns into a very, like very, very slowly reveal of <laughs> right this is a mushroom yeah let me place my hands next to the mushroom yeah. so you're aware that i am presenting the yeah. fact that there's a mushroom here exactly and then dot dot we- <laughs> dot, dot dot jewels jewels <laughs> well like well so then you you have this uh this box 
that someone is clearly just sprinkling glitter over, which is what I love that that's like the special effect. Well, you're even if you even go back further, you True. forget about the the storage unit right. with the with the breen tome in it or whatever. Exactly. That is. And that is one of the very first shots of the film, which is like Which is got, a gorgeous shot. Oh yeah, it is actually a really good shot. But you've got this uh pan down this storage unit and at the end of the storage unit there's this a pedestal thing with this book which is like this really thick giant book you know must be looks like probably two or three thousand pages um and uh that also has this glitter that's just sprinkled over it um but then yeah you go to the you know kind of the woods i guess like i think it kind of looks like high desert to me right um and you got the kids and then they find the mushroom which then fades into this box and then they open up the box and they find this small black rock inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then like she says, you should take you shouldn't take something out of the box without putting something in because it's bad luck. Which I actually think was really interesting. I don't know if that's um, some kind of is that a I, thing. I, I'd I never know. heard of it, but I actually think that was like a really that's a neat idea, cool yeah. idea. Right. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I don't care." Little boy's like, "I don't care." You know, I'm not afraid of it. And then she takes some stuff and puts it inside of the box. Um, and then he takes the black rock, and then like it is shows that kind of a uh, like a Raiders of Lost Ark kind of thing where you like. He grabs the idol and then put but puts the sand like in its right. place so it doesn't you know yeah, yeah yeah totally which that was you know of course to stop a, a trap from going right. off well again um, well it could have been a trap right but this is like can't. a mystical trap right you know that that she knew he didn't know and it almost makes you wonder if like the things that happened to him later in his life is because of that right is is it because he took this black rock um and uh yeah and then so it's like shows that she's leaving um like probably moving away or something i kind of guess just from context after that right so she's like moving away and he waves at her for a very long well, time moving away in modern time right 30 right. years right right ago? well because at that point yeah because i'm looking at this ago? stuff they go this is now and then and then he's like oh that was a long time ago and i didn't see her again and I was like, oh, I see. Gotcha. So that was supposed to be, I don't know, Neil Breen. I mean, we, you know, we could certainly kind of get into the aging questions. <laughs> but see, um, all that, I, I, you know, a lot of that stuff. I mean, that's just kind of incidental. Sure. Stuff. I mean, sure. he works with right what he has what he has yeah so exactly. i mean you know you don't have to pay attention to the fact that the cars are like we get it you know yeah 2012s or whatever they are we get know. that like he was a little boy and a little girl moved away and then it's like and then we get to him as an adult um and then he uh quickly gets hit by a car uh rolls royce too yeah. um and uh and then like i don't know like comes back to life like is that what the black rock does well, no, because he gets he gets injured. Yes. But I wonder if like in, I, I kind of get the impression that like that black rock is like protecting him somehow. Because mm. um, when he's lying on the ground and he's like reaching for that black rock, and then he gets a black rock, so he always carries it with him. Um, so yeah, but but I guess like you know it's hard to even like go through this as like a plot because you've got all these different elements that you got like. So I guess I kind of want to dig down on. You know, we've talked about what the meanings of the other films are, right? You know, you've got the the first as one, much as we course. could, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. You know, in our in our humble because I even th- when we I think when we were even talking about I am here dot 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 now, we were jumping all over the place. We were not telling it uh-huh. in a very linear way, yeah, no, because once we would start talking about yeah. one thing. We realized we were probably four steps ahead, and then we were, we kept. I think that that that. Going, I mean, this one is is a little bit more straightforward. It is. It is. Yeah, you'd think so, but kind of not at the same time. 
Like, it's kind of not because it's like, yeah, sure, the story's straightforward enough, I guess, but not really you've got the 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 wife is like suddenly addicted to pills right um and you've got the- but i mean you can put it in an order yes but i mean not that you can explain I would say that everything you can put that it in happening. a chronological order but yeah. like could you put it in an order of anything that actually makes sense it's like i almost yeah, think it's better to like stream of consciousness it's like these are the things that i thought about with this film because okay so first of all i gotta say this um <laughs> sorry again we're this this uh this film um, is like an advertisement for the durability of Sony Vio laptops. Sure. Um, because in this film, you have four laptops. Again, just like in Double Down, talking mm-hmm. about um, things being brought back. So you've got the four laptops, and they go through a lot of damage. Now, three of them are the Sony ones. that, And in fact, I think only two of them are ones that really get like thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. There's one that's always off in the corner, and I think that's like his real laptop that he doesn't want to like destroy. Sure. Um, but yeah, you've got um, just a lot of throwing laptops around um and books throwing books around yes. throwing books at the laptops mm-hmm. um yeah but so if we're talking about like what these mean in terms of what the way we interpret them um so the first one is kind of like a reaction to 911 um this you know this the second one is like a reaction to maybe the recession the housing crisis thing are um, you saying the laptops these are different no, I'm talking about like just the plot in general. Oh, okay. um, I the laptop thing was a side thing, but um, but I thought you were saying that there what, was four different right themes with each laptop. The more mm, angry he got, not necessarily. Each one. Okay, I just think that in general, this one, one of the things that it's um, talking about is uh, is definitely like the op- opioid em- epidemic. Oh, sure, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. you know. So this seems to be one of his reactions to that. Yes, and in terms of the laptops and stuff, I just I think that we are seeing these things come back um and because he because <laughs> again he's a hacker right <laughs> right so you think he's a writer but he's not really a writer he's actually a hacker um and he's he's supposed to be writing this book but he's not writing it he as he tells well didn't he say he he graduated with like computer science degree or something right he had a but computer, then he ended up wasting be- his life as a novelist right he says, as opposed he says, to somebody who wastes their life as like a server because they couldn't right. get the proper education or, you know, something exactly. to, to that ill. So Not to say like, that there's anything wrong with being says, a server. Uh, he says, you know, I could have been, I could have been, it's like I have a, a thing in computer science, but I'm wasting it as a writer of novels. Right. Know? Yeah. Like, so, so much disgusting. discontent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, ugh. Novels. <laughs> <laughs> Which people like bleed. From their eyes, writing a book takes a long time oh, yeah. and a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, that's what I. It, that's why it, it's just it's kind of shocking to say that. Oh, if that's so easy for you, mm-hmm. and and uh, as you learn later on when he's talking, I I suspect is his publicist. It, it, he's I, you know this book made millions and millions and lots of money for you, and I'm not going to do it again for you, right? even though it's he prepped that all up to be like just like nothing like he could just start writing something you know that's just on a on a table napkin yeah like you know picasso or something and just go you know there you go and i'll go sell it exactly um it's there's so many things that are going on in the film like there really are just in terms of the interpersonal relationships there's the uh there's the stepdaughter of the neighbors Mm -hmm. there's the neighbors themselves right 
Um, there's the the wife of Neil Breen. Mm-hmm. Then there's the. So I guess it's, we could talk about the uh, the little girl comes back. There's so many different things that are happening, and I guess I'm just fascinated just in the way that it kind of. It, like you get whiplash from the way that it goes from one scene to another. Yes. Um, and there's, and sometimes you have like these really long establishing shots, but then sometimes it's just like, boom, one thing into another. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I guess, um, I was also thinking that this one <laughs> had a lot smaller of a body count until the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> when, when that, that definitely changes. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts and takes on this, this film? His main character has so much going on and I, and I noticed from, you know, especially from the, well, I mean, going through now at number three, there seems to be some sort of trigger so that like the trigger in this one was the accident, right? That propelled him to stop writing his books, stop taking the pills, uh, realizing the people around him need to, he needs to support them so then they can also make changes in their lives Mm. for the better. So that's good, because I I need that fresh perspective to kind of uh, figure a way to uh, approach this. So you think that essentially that him the whole thing where he's like hacking and everything yes is as a result of the accident yes not because he maybe hurt his head and it's a and it's something where you know his brain did a shift but one of those things where you have a a near-death experience and you don't think you're gonna make it out alive and you recover and you start being more philanthropic or Mm. you know Mm. pursue other things that you're like you know what life is short life is fleeting life is you know is hanging by a thread sometimes you don't know there's no guarantees for tomorrow absolutely and i have to do something that is passionate to me and so much that he said it's like you know i'm here i'm here to support you i you know i you know talk you know let's uh you know i don't want to be a writer i want to pursue you know the all the evil in the world and and take that on expose them for what they are because that's not right you know it's 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 corrupt and uh i'm i i should be here to make a difference and we don't know the nature of the novel that he wrote mm. it could have just been some innocuous thing right. that's just some fictional story or you know or it could have been something about uh, i don't know how to cultivate mushrooms or something i mean we don't know so do you think that in a way that this film is kind of like american beauty I get I get those vibes very much, especially with the uh, uh, the the neighbor's stepdaughter, right? In right. the pool, which almost I wasn't like even a, making that connection. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Because um, like, because what I get is just the idea. It's like you have this guy who's living in stagnation, who has something that essentially you know gets him woke, and now he pursues a different path. Right. Well, and the other thing, too, is even if he was seeing that in his own head, which I don't think he was, I think the girl was actually uh, doing those separate things to get his attention. Right. To get Dylan's attention. uh, Because she noticed a change 
in Dylan. She probably has known him, you know, her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's at that point where, um, you know, she's having what, you know, like sexual awakenings. She's doing, um, uh, what's, what's the other, uh, term for it? Uh, going through the, um, uh, mm. blippity bloppity when you are like, blippity bloppity. <laughs> When you start realizing, it's like, yeah, I, I you know, not blossoming, but sure. uh, whatever. Coming of age. There's that there fucking phrase. There it is. Coming of age. Uh, but she also notices that there's a change in Dylan, and maybe that's something that's really attractive to right. her. Right. Like, he used to be somebody else. Now he seems like somebody who's a lot more confident. Kind of like an American Beauty. Right. Right. And, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, do you like muscles? you know like yeah um and then i guess in the right way like he he also makes the right decision and doesn't take advantage of the probably underage girl right which i i mean i hope the actress was over 18 like because i it's like she doesn't look it and it gets like super creeper vibes um when you see her like in the pool like taking off her top like in the same spot that by the way in the last film right you had like these these two uh women sisters twins hot twins twins. um who also take their tops off in this pool um but facing the other direction again face it tastefully tastefully um but yeah like um i think that's a really good read um absolutely in in terms of of like where the the stepdaughter kind of comes into it there um and you have the uh so you've got the 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 neighbors friends which are a husband and wife who are kind of on the rocks, like definitely having issues. Yes. Um, talking about like they haven't been intimate for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, she apparently also is is in the pills. Yes. Um, just like uh, Dylan's, uh, Neil Breen's character's wife is also in the pills. Right. Um, so, you know, again. Well, she's into Dylan's pills. Right, right. But you got to figure because, okay, so because I think the idea with it, so, like, another uh, thing we've got going here is you've got th- the fact that he's going to see two separate psychotherapists. Right. Which I almost kind of wonder, like, is one of them real? That's, again, I, I need to know, like, is one of them not real because she fades away? Well, yeah, because you, you got the one guy who is in a conference room. Right. That's a psychotherapist's office. Like, they're sitting literally at the end. It's a conference table. Right. And they're sitting on op- opposite ends opposite of this ends. conference table. Yes. Um, which is like all psychotherapist's office, obviously, do. Um, but then, yeah, he's got this other one, which there's something almost like really interesting about the juxtaposition of those two things too, right? Because you have two mm-hmm. psycho, you know, one of them is sitting like very, very far away and wanting and to the throw other one, medication at him. Right. Right. And then you've got the other one who is a woman and they're sitting like super close. They're sitting in chairs, right. like right, right facing each other. Yes. And she is more giving him, uh, just more, uh, moral support. Right. And being more of a, well, even though she's not necessarily being a listener, it sounds like if he was, it, it sounds like we don't, we don't need Neil to explain everything up to this point. We know everything that he has done up to that point. She is reacting most likely to everything that he's explained right. to her because she's says, well, you know, you should do this or you should do that. You know, y- you have it in you, you know, it's all inside of you. It's she's, she's more of finding inner strength 
mm. for, for 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 Dylan to find his own inner strength to take on those demons and make him a better person, as opposed to the other uh, psychotherapist who, who keeps was saying, like, "I gave you these well, pills. I gave you these pills. Right. They, they they should be working. Are you not taking your pills? I upped the dosage. You know how are they working for you? It's it's working, right? Yeah, which." Of course, his wife is using, and I think she must have been using before this film starts. Um, she has to have because he's been giving uh, Dylan the pills for a long time. But the, you got to look at you got to look at the you got well yeah that's true too. But you also have to look at it from from the the, the alien brain mind right. of that these things are so addictive. Like the one time that you even try it, or even just good having point. it in the yeah, house. Good point. It you feel yeah. like there's like a contact high in some way. Like no, it's you're totally him. right. You're totally right because that's. Um, I keep on approaching this, thinking like in a logical, right. like this is what a logical person, filmmaker, writer would think. Yeah. And you're totally right. Like I keep on approaching it the wrong way because you have to approach this from a Neil Breen uh, Breeniverse uh, point of view. Which again, it kind of felt like what we discussed last episode about like the weird approach to sex. Mm-hmm. About like this is like a child. This is also like a child's view of of drugs. Yep. You know, it really is. It's like you get the, the idea and alcohol, right? And just like somebody who's maybe never probably done a drug in their life, you know, maybe, yep. and then wants to you know tell you about the ravages of drug it's like he's like i'm gonna make my version of of rush you know <laughs> yeah you know and and that that's you know it's just it feels like most of his his information and knowledge came from a twitter feed it's like 140 <laughs> characters or less you know so, news feed right. neil breen's um requiem for a dream there you go. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's because uh, that's that's the impression I got, and it, it's just in the same way. And you know, is of as the the weird view of sex or even kissing mm-hmm. um, is just like. And I wonder. I don't know how how old Neil Breen is. Um, I've got to figure if I'm being generous, he's in his forties. <laughs> okay. What in in this one? I mean, just yes, oh. yes, yeah. Do you think what? Do you think he's younger than that? Wait, what year was this one? Twenty twenty twelve is what the credit said. Uh, what year is it now? Twenty nineteen nine eight seven seven. He was fifty three. Right. So, like I said, generous. Okay. So, I, yeah, I don't want to be because supposedly he right. turned sixty this year. Right. Okay. This so the other sense. month, so, but he denies but it in in his fifties, which you know you can tell. Hey, find find shape for a yeah. guy in his fifties, mm-hmm. absolutely. But absolutely. like you can tell, there's certain you know certain uh, wrinkles appear in certain places, and certain right. you know sure. like the uh, hair thins in certain well, places. Well, when, when you live in Vegas, I mean, we live in <laughs> right. you know Arizona, so. Sure. The sun definitely takes its toll, Yeah, absolutely. Too. But but so you have this guy who's like, you know, in his 50s. And I just like, it looks like he's never kissed a woman in his life. Like, I just, I and that, again, is baffles me. And I look at it in terms of, uh, like, how does this happen? And then I just need to understand that, that, that we are probably talking about an alien who has come down here and is making films based on, you know what this reminds me of, actually? Um 
<laughs> so there's uh, this video game that's called Job Simulator. It's this virtual reality game. You ever heard of Job Simulator? If you start telling me about it, I might recognize so, it. I think I know which one you're talking so about. So it's a virtual sure. reality game, but the whole idea of it is that you are in a museum of sorts in the future, and and humanity no longer exists, and it's like a world full of robots, and the robots are uh, basically trying to imagine what it was like to be a human and have a job. So you go into like this simulation kind of a museum thing, where it's like this is what it was like to have a job, and there's like office job and mechanic, and you go in and it's just like they've got a computer. And it's got two buttons on it, you know, it's got a one and a zero and they've got a copy machine and whatever you put on the copy machine, you just make copies of. Um, and like, doesn't matter if it's a donut or a, a cup of coffee or whatever, it yeah, just you, makes coffee. Done your job. So it's like this bad in, interpretation of what humanity, like of human life was like from the point of view of future robots. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, even just more just surface level of what uh -huh. it is as opposed to really truly understanding. Right. You know, it's a, it's an outsider's point of view. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I get. It's like, this is like an outsider's point of view as well. In fact, you know, I, I think you could argue that, that really Neil Breen is like the ultimate outsider art. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is in a way that so many of these other kind of films are not. And we've discussed this before, but the way that he even releases his films, um, the way that he stays out of the spotlight is, is so unusual. Um, people generally want celebrity if they can get it, you right. know, they don't want to avoid that kind of celebrity. And that just seems to be something that Neil Breen doesn't have a lot of interest in. Right. Um, and when he makes these films, it truly does feel like an outsider's perspective of things that, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at it, this lens of, of somebody who is an alien. And so whether it comes to kissing or drugs or sex or mm -hmm. violence or government or anything it's like this really weird kind of um simple like impressionist vision of everything and it's really nice to see see it as it progresses and that he is i mean he's going to continue to make more i really hope uh, so yeah uh that we're living in it now have I'm, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard about this. What it also reminds me, now that you've, you've said that, kind of that outsider view, and really um, unchained uh, artistry of, of what he's doing, because he's not, he, is not, he is not concerned, like you said, right. with other people's opinions. He's Absolutely. doing exactly what he wants to do. Uh, and that's, that's auteur. Uh, uh, Henry uh, Darger. Uh-huh. Are Not you familiar, familiar with that? No. Okay, so there's there's a couple documentaries that are out there, but I think this was back in the 70s. There was uh, a gentleman that lived by himself. He was a little bit oh, wait, un in unhinged. The, in the, the land of the, what was it called? In the, in the realm of... In the of, realm of the unreal. Yes. Yes, I am familiar. Yes. I love this story. I love this guy. Right. Yeah, but so tell the he listeners. Didn't, he did not... Uh, well, he, he started making his own book and right. this story and all these drawings and different uh you know clippings that With he like would just seven kind of sisters and, right? right it was it seven sisters i, I believe you know i don't i Something don't know like specifically yeah. what the content was but it was it was completely unhinged there was there was uh 
it was driven by his own creativity. Right. And no matter how either perverse or strange or uh, uh, inappropriate it got, this is just, this is, this is the complete world that was in his head that yeah. he was putting down to paper. Which I definitely think that And in it the wasn't case, discovered until after he died. yeah. And they went through his apartment and they're like, oh my gosh, we have thousands and thousands, yeah. like 10,000 pages. All of these illustrations. Of illustrations. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he just story. never shared them with anybody no. at all. Which I actually think, um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see a film that I don't think was really that great, but um, Velvet Buzzsaw. Not yet, no. Um, so I don't think it's that great, but the the, uh, the that kind of idea. There's an artist who dies and has just a, a huge apartment full of art that mm-hmm. no one ever knew about, and it's all just amazing. And I actually kind of thought about that. I wondered if that was an inspiration for it. Um, and and in fact, um, I think another thing I think about with that um, is uh, John Kennedy Tool. Um, who wrote A Confederacy of Dunces. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that book. It's like a no. Pulitzer, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning book um, that's uh, a really fantastic book. But this this guy, uh, John Kennedy Toole, was this guy who wrote this entire book and um, put it under his bed and never like showed it to anybody, lived with his mom, eventually killed himself, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he killed himself or he died of some disease, it's, you know, so I don't want to defame him, but uh, he died of some type. Um, then his mother found this entire novel underneath his bed, um, and she sent it to the publishers, and it ends up getting all this critical acclaim, and, and it just, you know, Pulitzer Prize given to him, wow. um, you know, posthumously. Yeah. And I always thought there's something, like, really beautiful and sad about that idea and really in the same way as darger it's like you know you have these people that exist kind of so out far outside the system they never really get any um you know and and at least in the case of breen he's getting some recognition for what he's doing i don't think i think we're talking about a different situation right where it's not necessarily like this guy's like this absolutely you know genius in some way maybe but like it's not like he's creating impeccable art um right. that is like isn't discovered that you know this isn't a, a such like a nick drake situation sure um you know where you know he he creates these albums and you know dies in obscurity in a like mental institution and then right. yeah. later on they're putting you know his his songs you know on a, a vw commercial yeah, i was mostly just saying kind of the unchained Part no, of it. I agree it's not, with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, even though he is releasing this stuff, it's not necessarily for you. Right. Exactly. It's for him, and and um, and I just think that there's something absolutely kind of pure about that. Um, and in a way, it's almost like I don't know. Like if if they were better, you know, right? Like you know, better by 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 standards that you would assume, like that that you don't have things like a hospital where you've got carpet on the ground or like i mean there's simple things like genuinely baffling like you've got him after he gets in a car accident right he's laying in the hospital bed where he's got like a full cast over his face Mm -hmm. and then on top of the cast you've got like the the oxygen thing that's supposed to go in your nose yeah and then like a mask like an oxygen mask mask on top on of that on top of that on top of the cast 
clearly not actually like connected to any kind of breathing thing um and also like taking ivs out where you can clearly see he just has tubes taped taped to to his wrist wrist. and it's like you see these things and say like look if if neil breen was truly trying to make like serious quote-unquote serious artwork that was going to be looked at seriously you've got to believe that he knows like he's not so detached that he doesn't understand that why would you put that on top of a cast like no one can breathe through a cast yeah he does he believe that no one would notice so then it makes you just wonder like a maybe he is an alien or like but or or maybe there's like some kind of like genius in it because if the films were a little better if they didn't have those things right mm-hmm. how many people would pay attention to them right you know like so so people are paying attention to these films in a way that they wouldn't because they are so bad and i can't speak to what other people are doing but i don't think a ton of people are really trying to seriously approach neil breen's work you know they're laughing at it right and, and yeah. again you know like i said it, not necessarily maliciously but they're laughing at it like people watch this movie to laugh at how bad it is right yeah. um and so maybe in a way that's just him being a bad filmmaker or maybe that's him being really smart about the way he gets his message out yeah because I, I i don't think things like this are easy to pull off mm-hmm in the way that he pulls them off. I think you have to be the genuine article. Yeah. Like you have to be. I mean there there are things that go like you said if they had if if he had 200 million dollars to do something would it be the same? Would it be different? But somebody who is or can use that type of budget is on one extreme end and then there's the other extreme end where people are really good with allowing those particular details to kind of slip through the cracks because that's not what it's necessarily about. Mm -hmm. It's a byproduct of what he has to work with because that, that hospital room is, you know, just like the corner of one of his bedrooms in his home, obviously, or his office. That's kind of what I thought. But he still had, he still had a gurney. Yeah. They still had oxygen tanks. Right. Everything everything else beyond that, it's like, well, we just let's just, you know, get this done. We have all the he probably had all the things, mm-hmm. all the elements together, but not necessarily the finishing details to say, Oh yeah, you know what? We're supposed to be using a needle that goes into your right. wrist for the IV. Uh, I really like the the whole motif of this almost looking like the Phantom of the Opera with right. the, with the cast on my face. But I also want to make sure that people know that I'm comatose. And when I think of someone who's mm-hmm. comatose and I already ordered all this medical stuff or bought it, right? I really need to use it. But, but I mean, don't you think that people know it's comatose because the like third They've doctor, said it like, the second doctor comes in like and times. says he's comatose, um, you know, and that's, I, I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be generous, but not that generous. Like I, because, because there are things that he could have covered. That's the thing. Like there are things that he as a filmmaker could have done to not make this. So like, like in approach like that lazy when you, it's like, cause, even when you take the when you have him like obviously taking the tubes off that are just taped yeah, to his arm off, yeah. there's a way to act that to pamp- pantomime that that looks like you're taking a needle out and sure. then you cut 
at the exact right time before you show the actual that's why he's an alien he doesn't know that you know he doesn't know how his body works or how other people you know would react to (laughs) exactly removing that from their vein yeah i mean just how how real people act when they're on drugs which i guess you could put in the you know in the lap of the the wife the actress that plays the wife Mm -hmm. um who just like it's like i don't know what drug she's on but the way she's acting is i don't know if anybody acts that way on any kind of drug yeah i don't know what kind of actors he's finding right right uh if they're really getting much direction yeah, I mean, I, that's I, the thing. I don't think they are. I, I genuinely don't think they're getting a ton of direction. I think that, you know, he, again, I wouldn't want to dive into the headspace of his process, but, right. you know, I can't imagine just based on the way that people react. Um, or, you know, and, and again, you know, to take it back to Lynch, um, you have like Lynch, I have heard a bit about his. Um, process mm-hmm. and you know what what david lynch will do is he doesn't really work with actors in a way that other people do if you have somebody that's supposed to be feeling an emotion for example he will just yell out kind of non sequiturs that have a an emotional mm. tie you know sure you know and, and just like you know it'll say like cars crashing you know blood splashing in your eyes and things like that and it's like you're supposed to, to you're supposed to just sort of exactly reaction. to kind of get that reaction and so you know it's possible that we have something like that going on mm-hmm. um but another i think again in three films in we can start to kind of really build the list of the things that you're going to find in neil breen films yeah um and one of them is just exposition as dialogue <laughs> happens so yeah. many times you know one of the perfect examples and is like you've got the um the the neighbor husband guy when he's at the hospital and you know he's like he's like you're my really good friend <laughs> right. you know just we want to establish you know who's yeah. this random guy that's right. standing there yes so we're just going to go with the most direct way and have him say his reaction to a guy who's obviously comatose you or know? when they're say sitting on the couch and right. they're they're arguing the, the couple the married couple neighbors and said you know quiet you know we don't want her to hear what your stepdaughter right exactly <laughs> yes exactly exactly your stepdaughter right um so you have that that kind of thing uh, pop up a lot right and uh, you know i guess maybe you could just see that as this is his quickest way to establish but these then you things. have all this this esoteric stuff that has no explanation right what are these 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 patent leather business shoes with black pants yes uh d- d- disembodied legs basically because yes. you never see anything above the knee right Walking around corners, uh, being in the ho- next in the hospital, uh, blood dripping, leaving like tassel piece of the the big mystical book right on people's you know bodies while they sleep right in the middle of the day. It's supposed to be nighttime. <laughs> Shoot night for day. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Day, day, for, day for night. Yeah. You know, and he's like, or, or it's like when they're in the office, and it's like it's late, and you can see the sunlight this, coming yeah, right. in the yeah. in the back. Well, it could have been a full moon every single time. Okay. Very, very. I mean, you bright, know how bright yellow, it gets. Full moon. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Um, but you know, but yeah, no, the 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 feet thing, absolutely, and the 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 black room, and these are the things that really you know kind of make me keep on going back to lynch in fact specifically the film that i thought about with this one was lost highway Mm -hmm. uh 
Um, and I thought about like the 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 really fantastic scene in Lost Highway. Probably the best part of Lost Highway is when you have um, uh, Bill Pullman is like at this party and he runs into uh, this horrible little impish Satan kind of pale creature guy um and uh who's played by uh i can't remember his name right now but like it's even creepier because that actor like actually murdered his wife um and uh so you've got this actor talking to him and he's like uh and he's like you know call home right now and he picks and he calls his own home and then it's the guy's voice who he's standing in front of and he's like he's like i'm there right now in your house and it's like that kind of like weird like this just gives me the heebie-jeebies and i definitely felt that way and i and i really genuinely want to give neil breen some credit Mm -hmm. um because i do think that he was going for that um i do think he was very effective in a very unsettling unnerving kind of a way because we don't know what that with you know that that wisp of smoke right that is in the desert that seems to be attached to this black rock is mm-hmm. like we don't know what that is and making the, the, the whale sound yeah making the, like a weird sound yeah s10 keyboard from yeah <laughs> is that what that 85? is i know it That's, sounded very similar yeah the, yeah yeah. Oh, 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 oh. yeah 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 it was very bizarre though and it made me uncomfortable and and the um the idea of like yeah just these these legs walking around in in your house and you don't know who these people are i don't know anybody that would like that type of imagery yeah exactly um and i definitely feel that those things and again just going back to the black room and the droning sound and being naked in this black room and having this this you know mysterious book even though it has glitter being sprinkled over it, this mysterious book <laughs> in a, a storage unit somewhere, like all of these or out images. in the high desert. Yeah, yeah. It just it kind of comes back now and again. Totally, um, and just I think those ideas are are super super interesting, and the way that they are done, I would say that like if if the whole film was like that. Um, mm. I, this could be a really, really interesting movie. Sure. Um, I think it's a really interesting movie regardless, but I mean, I, I don't think it would be one of those so bad it's good movies. Like I think people would be like, it's a so good, it's good movie. But, um, but yeah, like I think that parts like that glimmers of, I think a genuinely talented filmmaker come out from him from time to time, mm-hmm. like, which is, I think a really fascinating thing. Yeah. And he, he took more chances with those. Uh, you know i'll just keep saying esoteric type Mm -hmm. uh abstract uh scenes that didn't have to explain themselves there were a lot of those uh symbols in the film that also would just dissolve into the background yeah and would disappear right so the rock disappeared the the mysterious feet disappeared the female uh psychoanalyst disappeared yeah uh neil breen himself disappeared but for purposes of uh going through walls yeah uh i can't remember the first time because the mushroom disappeared what does he do it the first time for i mean i know he does it the second time um but i I don't remember is it just because he can but yeah i mean he like fades away and then fades on the other side of a door right um so you know it's kind of like nightcrawler kind of like kitty pride in a way like yeah. it's very um yeah a very interesting thing there but yeah and i guess there are certain plots i just don't know do you like why was 
which I guess we should talk about that whole plot line because we haven't even really touched upon the plot line of the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have while he is comatose in the hospital, then you have this woman appears at the bedside and she like takes his pulse and she says, "I'm not his doctor." Well, yeah. Well, you have you have Dylan uh, in in the bed. You have his his doctor who's treating him. Yeah. Uh, his wife is there. The neighbor friend Jim is there, and then just out of the blue, this blonde-haired woman comes in. You know the doc, the doctor's uh, outfit, all that stuff, and the stethoscope, of course. Right. So we know she's a doctor, of course. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, takes takes his pulse, reads his pulse. Right. You notice that she's wearing a little the little Julie bracelet is yes. the first indicator. Even though the first time I saw this movie, I. I I missed that part. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I put that together. Which again, just if we do have people that are listening to this that have not seen the film, in the very beginning when they got the little boy and little girl, um, she has all these little rocks that are right next to like the box that came out of the mushroom thing, and um, she says, "Oh, I'm going to make a bracelet out of these." Right. So we connect that the doctor who has this uh, this thing on is is definitely that same little girl grown up. Right. Says he's in a coma. By reading his pulse. Right, by reading his pulse. Exactly. That his vital signs are, are very critical. And then she shows up at his uh, party later. Again, with the exposition, she also makes a point of, well, I'm not your doctor. Right. But I would like to check on you now and again. Or gotcha. something to those, right. to that effect. Yeah. So I don't know if she felt something. It's It's, again... One of those ideas that somebody would have where it's, we have to introduce this person. Yeah. And there are different ways, whether it be something like, oh, I don't know, uh, two examples, true romance and um, uh, baby driver, where you you have to establish the fact that these people are meant for each other. Uh, and it has to be uh, some sort of connection that is... Uh, unspoken, mm-hmm. unwritten, but definitely uh, 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 like a, the universe, you know, aligning right. with itself and the planets aligning mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, that's what the, that's kind of the feeling that I got from that. Like they, she instinctively knew something. Like she was compelled to go into this room, even though it wasn't her patient. She didn't even look at the name of who was in that gurney mm. she just felt like she had to check on She's this drawn person to him. and drawn to sure him. yeah because they were connected for sure um and yeah so she does like show up at at the uh, like the little pool party that they uh, have i don't know why right or how. But i guess because she wants to check on him and she doesn't know his name <laughs> so you know she again i guess is is mystically drawn to him um she's got her uh, fiance there yes. and then she's carrying this book <laughs> so when they were a little girl she wrote what was the word it's a magical it's day it's a magical day right it's a magical day so she wrote that when they were a little girl and then as they're at this pool party she has this thing fall out of her pocket and it's this book yeah, and like it opens up right to that page right. that says it's a magical day which I felt a few really interesting things there. Number one is that she carries this journal around with her that she's had since she was a little girl yeah, everywhere. Nine years old, eight or nine years right, old. Right, like nine years old to um, parties. 
um, and that also that it opened up to that page, right. which again, we just have to say, I guess it's all fate. Um, mm-hmm. But so they see each other. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're the little girl that I knew. And they like reconnect that way, um, which I, again, we just have to, you know, take things as this is what they are. But yep. Neil Breen, as we established in his 50s, at the mm-hmm. time of making this, um, and uh, you know, this is 2012, it's 20, you know, 19, so let's say 53. Yep. Um, and uh, she is a woman who we will say really took ungenerously good. in her 30s, like yeah. ungenerously. I mean, she might even be like late 20s, okay? <laughs> um, but but they, of course, were little children together, yeah. Um, well, either either she grew up or has really good genes in her family. Or, or uh, Neil does not. Yes, right, exactly. Because um, we don't know. I mean, Neil could be saying that he's like in his thirties. Sure. At this, you know, at this point in time, whenever the the time oh, and I'm place positive. of the movie I'm is, I'm positive you know? that he wrote himself a thirty-some-year-old character. Yes. Yeah. I mean, with with the way that that Neil Breen, you know, takes on these kind of films, um, which I, you know, look, I, I mean, as much as I I genuinely appreciate the uh, majesty of what Neil Breen does, like I don't think that we should let him off the hook for the like gross way that he seems to treat women in his films. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like, I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to like, d- you know, discount him or anything. And I think right. that his films are very much well worth watching. But and, and at the same time too, you have to give him a little bit credit because he'll show just as much or if not even more skin. I mean, sure. Ladies. Like, I mean, I guess like, I, I don't know if that necessarily excuses it. Like, I no. guess I could say this, like Neil Breen could have quite easily, have cast a woman around his same age to play this childhood character. Um, but which, you know, which would have been probably that psychotherapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, she was definitely way older little, than he, yeah. but, 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 but I mean, know. wouldn't that be a, a like, right. you know, kind of a, a, a more of a, uh, a modern, uh, way of approaching it to have, sure. you know, yeah, have it, you know, turn the tables. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I mean, I'd be fine, but like, ultimately I think that it's just, Neil Breen has probably many reasons for making these films, but I definitely think that one of them is being able to kiss a lot of younger women. Like I, I just think that that's well, little part pecs. of it. They're yeah, little, little, little pecs. pecs. Yeah, exactly. There's no open yeah. mouth. Oh, never open mouth. I I can't imagine him open mouth kissing anybody now. Again, like, it's you know the hands on the shoulders. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of you know bringing the the little strappies down from the tank tops. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Exactly. Um, just very weird. Which I've got to believe is got to be weirder. Like it's got to be weirder to act with somebody in that scene, you know, kissing in that weird way. Like I would probably just rather just kiss normal, you know, <laughs> um, you know, rather than that. But yes, I mean, he definitely bears some skin as well. Like in the shower, um, he is fully naked. Whereas his wife, uh, is wearing like a, a sheer, like, yeah, like nightgown yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he is the one that's fully naked and he, we definitely get, um, some brain crack uh, while he's in the hospital. Right. And uh, he's got his open-backed uh, hospital gown, mm-hmm. which, 
you know, like I was, I was hoping that thing would stay closed. And I was even like, he was out the door. I was like, yes, we made it. And then like, as soon as I said that, like, it just opens yeah, up. I think and, there was like a yeah. fan on the other side of the door after you walked out just to <laughs> yeah, make sure that. Exactly. But so he's at this party. He connects with her again um, and inevitably, you know, ends up having an affair with his wife, with this girl that you know that the, was his childhood sweetheart whatnot mm-hmm. you know connection soulmate thing um which is like you know sure i mean she leaves her fiance um well she does the right thing right she does the right thing exactly like yeah. she she actually leaves her fiance because she's uh just drawn to yeah. the the i mean the magnetic the power of the brain exactly um but you know he does not and he you know cheats on his strung out on whatever pills she's strung out on yep. drug addict of a wife right. um and uh you know like and ultimately they have and ultimately she kills herself which i actually think is like really interesting uh juxtaposition as well is that she is like by herself committing suicide by drinking pills uh by taking a bunch of pills overdosing while he is cheating with her like like yeah standing no, out yeah in no the that yeah forest. that is yeah it's a it's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition yeah uh, uh i just I, you know something else just like popped in my head but I, I i can't formulate it right now yeah uh but you're you're probably just uh mind boggled by the fabio shoulder exposed <laughs> shoulder and peck and nipple <laughs> shot nipple, yeah yeah, free the nipple. Exactly. He definitely free, free the, the nipple. Free the bripple. The bripple. <laughs> the brie nipple. The brie nipple. Yeah. It's um But no no what I was about to say uh-huh. is that she the the his wife uh, she killed herself because it was she she felt the guilt for neighbor Jim's supposed suicide. That but she caused it. How did she cause it? I don't know. It was never explained. Well, no, yeah. because at what was said, she said it herself. She pushed Jim away at the barbecue, and okay. he dropped all the little drummies and the the uh, the corn onto the ground. Pushed because he's he came up and he's like, "Hey, baby, right. you're looking fine. You want to you know have some wine and sure. do the nasty, nasty." I mean, he didn't go right. that far, but he implied that he was trying to hit on again. Her. Yeah, no, and he then was she being pushed a him away. Creep. Absolutely, as he and he was really drunk yes. too. He yes. knocked over all the chicken wings and the corn. Yes, and she thought by pushing him away and and uh, bruising his ego, right. That he then went home and killed himself. Right. So I, I definitely think that, um, again, like if we're going to examine this film properly, <laughs> I would not, I would, I would be bereft in my duties if I didn't bring up the fact of that is extremely problematic to have a woman who is approached in a sexual fashion mm-hmm. by her best friend's husband spurns him he ends up getting murdered then she kills herself out of guilt because she spurns sexual advances inappropriate sexual advances right while her husband is cheating with a much younger woman or i guess same age woman Mm -hmm. um and he ends up the hero of the story 
with no real repercussions. Sure. Like, I mean, really nothing bad happens to him ultimately in the end, right? Like Everything seems to work out for him because yeah. here he, I'm sure that he was in some part of his brain. He's like, well, how am I going to deal with my wife? Because she's hooked on drugs. Yeah. She feels all this guilt for Jim's death. Right. I told her, you know, I, I keep telling her that I'm here to support you and I'm always going to be here for you. He cheats on her he comes home right. finds her overdose dead in their bed right boom problem solved yeah exactly it's almost like that little black rock and maybe that's it like maybe that little black rock is like is like a charm that gives him the life he wanted at the expense of everybody around him mm, like like a monkey paw type thing right too. kind yeah. of i mean in this in the case of a monkey paw it's like you know you get what you want but it screws you over yeah, in this really case it's like over. a it's like but it screws everybody else over it did i mean you look at it like it you know it destroys wow. the lives of the people around him even if you look at the fiance of the doctor little girl grown up yeah you know the fiance you know gets left um you get the the neighbors lives are pretty much destroyed you get the wife obviously her life is destroyed i mean his one of his psychotherapists just disappears wow he's poison he also like apparently forces the suicide of i mean if we're going to talk you know the, the grand finale of the film has him giving a speech on the steps of congress Wow. Um, yeah, his words are poison. Yeah. And 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 of course like all these people cuz he's hacked. He's like the Julian Assange of, you know, the Breenaverse like and yeah. he ends up wiki-leaking all these uh things and basically makes all these people kill themselves in a variety of ways. Yeah, the president of the bank. So I felt like we were watching the happening for a while. Sure. <laughs> How many different methods of suicide can Jeez. we have? And again, just talking about in the whole misunderstanding of the way the world works, like how like they have the the person who tries to kill themselves with the car exhaust, and they're yeah. like running their car in their garage and then roll their window. And then they up. roll their window up, yeah. <laughs> you no, know? which is like they forget no. the hose. That again, goes yeah, exactly. You got to take the hose because they and they did he not see better off shot. dead. They show a shot of the tailpipe without a hose. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's like, and again, it's, it's, I mean, maybe like, eventually, or you might get like, you know, a good couple hours sleep and a bad headache. Right. You know, I think about this, up. like, I think about, um, you know, one of my favorite movies of last year was, um, uh, uh Alex Garland's Annihilation. Yes. And, uh, Alex Garland said that he based it on the book, um, by, by uh, James, um, or Vandermeer, I think is his name, but um, did the book of Annihilation. But so Alex Garland said he read Annihilation once years ago, right? And wrote the screenplay based a loose interpretation based on his memory of the book, yeah. right? Yeah, that's great. And this is and this is like what Neil Breen does is like he writes scripts based on a memory of something he knew about yeah. once. Yeah, you know, he saw in a movie once somebody killed themselves by you and know, that in that the all goes that that all goes back to that that ten year old. Uh, sensibility of how to approach these situations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know we mentioned it before, but you know, it has this Starman sort of thing where you, yeah. where Starman comes down, the alien comes down, takes over this dead body. Yeah. 
uh, of you know this woman who was widowed, and it's like, oh my god, this is my dead husband, but you're not my husband. Like, what are you? Yeah, he can't really explain it, but he learns ev- as much as he can because he's this vessel for uh, learning about mankind and the mm-hmm. planet for whatever purpose. It's been a while since I've seen Starman, sure, but sure. I remember the architecture no, of that's, it. That's the gist, uh, for sure. and what it is to be human is what he's trying what this alien is trying to learn so he's watching television he's watching other people mm-hmm. he's reacting to things in the ways that uh he's learning through osmosis yeah um and so that's very childlike in many many ways but you know, you have this overdeveloped brain you have uh, a completely different culture that you're a completely different being of of understanding what this planet is and and how they conduct themselves and and every every time i i sit there and try to explain or uh compartmentalize uh neil breen i just say he's an alien (laughs) right every time I do want to talk, I think, a, a bit about the filmmaking here. Um, I I think that uh, the production quality has gone up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he's uh, getting a little bit of a higher budget in these films. Um, he is definitely putting a little bit more special effects um, that you you know mostly he would do. I think he still largely does this, but like in camera effects, you know, where he would just do a quick cut, sure. things like that. Now he's getting into things like fades more. Um, he's he's working with with a blue screen, green screen. Um, you start to see that, of course, with like the famous, uh, you know, diatribe on the foot of Congress that he gives. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so definitely in, in terms of the the quality is is stepping up a little bit. That I'm seeing that. Um, also, I'm seeing a lot, a lot less use of stock footage. Yes, there's only, I mean, only a little bit of stock footage in right. this film. Um, you know, so this is much more of I, I kind of, and I guess I'm really, really interested in where he's going to go next. You know, because I said that last week, and I'm always like interested <laughs> you say that every time. Yeah, I know, but but in terms of this, because I think that you can look at Double Down, and I am here. Dot 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 now mm-hmm. um you can look at those two films and they are you know very different in plot but they are thematic brothers yes. you know because you've got you know in both cases it's super powerful dude fighting the system you know if you're mm-hmm. gonna boil it down to its most ba- you know basic things powerful thing fights evil corruption system yeah this one still ultimately ends up being that you know which i think is really interesting it's like he was making this other film and is like wait a minute no i've I've still gotta i've still gotta take care of the corporations and i've got to take care of the it wasn't lawyers this one though lawyers or he must have he left the lawyers out must have just gotten rid of all of them and i am here (laughs) dot 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 now um you know so but but yeah i think that um this one is a very different film than the first two, mm-hmm. not just in the fact that it doesn't have a ton of stock footage, not just in the fact that it's like a higher quality of filmmaking in terms of, you know, I think his, his camera's better. It's also hard to say because the quality of the disc was just better this time too. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if the other ones looked as good, but this one feels like more updated. Um, but it is a very different film. Like this one is much more for all of its flights of 
bizarre, you know, phantom smoke and black rooms and, you know, weird, uh, you know, polished shoes walking through your house. Like, mm-hmm. this is a much more grounded film. Yeah. Like, this is very much a straightforward. It's like, again, it reminds me of a of a of a movie like the ice storm you know Mm -hmm. where it's like this is just about you know families like and people that love each other that are falling apart in this way right and then you kind of marriage that with the movie stay yeah where you don't really know what's going on until something says oh that's kind of what's really going on but did we really know what's going on yeah but they did it in a in an interesting enough way to where you're like, you didn't have to explain everything. Right. Necessarily. Yeah, totally. So I guess with that said, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm super interested in where we're going to go next, because is it going to go back to those previous kind of films? You know, is it going to be more of like a, like a, a lone badass or alien robot? You know, like, is it going to be something like that? Or is it going to be like a family drama again? You know? Right. So now I'm in in it in a, in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I'm left once again saying, I don't know where do we go from here? You yeah. know, like, and again, I, I really wish that I could go back and not have watched the trailer for twisted pair, <laughs> you know, cause at least I've got some visuals of that movie in my mind. And that seems like to be a, and a, just an absolute epoch jump from what we're looking at with these films. Right. I would say, although what I've seen certainly does seem like kind of thematically similar to what we've seen in I'm here, dot, 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 dot now, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the fact that it looks like more kind of mystical. Um, but I, you know, I've just, I, I've no, what's, what's the next film called? Pass through. Pass through. So yeah, I have no, I, I no idea what pass. You couldn't like. even judge it based on the name of right yeah what's that going to tell you and again a faithful findings i'd seen the poster is it a kidney stone is he just gonna be on the toilet for right yeah is it is it like like is it a movie about somebody working at like a border crossing sure like a drive-through maybe you know um i have i have no idea like i have no idea where the next film is going to be but again i'm I'm very interested to see what's going to be next but with that said i'm almost positive at this point that it's going to have him involved in some kind of a tepid sorry scratch out tepid flamingly hot passionate (laughs) uh relationship with a much younger woman Hmm. you know that there is going to be some kind of side boob or at least you know like some kind of like nudity from behind on their part and probably on his part as well. Um, so I think we'll probably see both of those things. I think we'll definitely see, um, you know, real fight the power anti-corruption stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, but be very surprised if there was not a, a body count of in the film of at least five to six people. Sure. Like at least. And <clears throat> so far we have in, Every single one of the films have somebody either sleeping or waking up next to a, a tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we have pretty good a track wheel. record on that. Right? Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. And now we're at two films. We've got the Testarossa. Yes. Um, so I've got to believe that's his or somebody he knows. Um, we've gotten the his Mercedes in every single film at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we had desert in every single film. We only got desert at the very end in this one. Right. Um, we've got, 
I think all of them are, are there any scenes? I'm trying to remember any scenes in, um, I am here dot, 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 dot now that have bones in the desert. Cause I know we've got bones in the first and third film. I want to say there was, yeah, I think there was like one quick shot that had bones in it. Right. But you know, don't quote me on that. We um, definitely had the doll heads. Uh, and I guess like only two have actual superpowers because he definitely has superpowers in the second and third movie. Mm-hmm. First movie, he's just like a super badass agent, but he doesn't have right. any quote unquote superpowers. Well, he had the pyrite. That's that's true. He did have the pyrite. Right. Okay, so that's another film. We have a magical rock. Yes. So okay. all three have magical rocks. What's the magical rock in two? Oh, the sphere thing. Yes. Like the paperweight. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we could probably do like a top 10 list of things. <laughs> I, but, but again, like that's where I'm like super interested. Like, are these things going to keep coming back? You know, we, we got the fourth film. I have to know, like, are we going to see these things come back again? Mm-hmm. Like, does the Testarossa appear? You know, like, and if so, what does it mean? Uh, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. I just I'm super super fascinated by those things, yeah. and yeah, in the end, which I would say is the the uh, the grand finale of this film, where you have him giving out the screen, and you know, it just just a huge speech about how and I love it's like so non-specific all the time, you know. Yeah. It's always like the government and the corporations, the and I have exposed, companies. yeah, I have exposed payoffs and greed and all of these things and it's like you got like the shots again of people killing themselves it's like well yeah the the heads of these states or companies who were also all there in washington dc by the way and admitting right even before the totally any of the the documents have been this hacker because this like you're right we have been bad people this author hacker guy says this stuff and like they don't bother to denying it it's, no not at all yeah they're like oh thank god somebody right. finally exposed us what a world so we can just end it all now but it's like and then again like he says i i, I brought it up uh while we were watching it when he says uh you know it's like uh, you know all of them must be exposed and eliminated right it's like whoa watch list <laughs> <laughs> come on hey <laughs> talking about all the politicians need to be eliminated yeah, yeah i said it since <laughs> double down right you know, exactly got to keep an eye on that guy he's not traveling out of state anytime soon especially not on a plane <laughs> yeah i got real outsider art um yeah i could say this one probably my maybe my favorite moments in the film have to do with like there's like a, 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 a and i don't remember seeing it in a ton of the other ones but like this neil breen smile yes. you know that's like it'll be like it'll do a shot of him just like straight faced and then a pause like a weird pause and then he'll smile yep. as if he's reacting to something that like didn't really be you know there was nothing that was said from the smile it's just he, he randomly smiles yes um so good that's just mwah. it's just amazing before we start to wrap up those end credits <laughs> you finally got to see the meaning behind the uh new version of credits yeah yeah 
So the new version of the credits, which I was, so it was only used by craft services, right? Cause, cause it doesn't say like craft services by, and it says like some company like N and B or something like that. Right. Right. And then it goes down below, like right below it. And it says anything using N and B is actually Neil Breen. <laughs> Yeah, so there were several things. If it said was lighting, it? Okay. it would say, right. I don't know, Nakatomi Bizarro <laughs> Lighting Nakatomi Company or Bizarro. something. I don't know. <laughs> but it would look like legitimate types of things. Yes. And you're going, oh, they, and you were even kind of exasperated by it saying, oh, they, they they actually got like a real catering store? What is this? Right, what is going right. on? No, and I, I said, no, no, wait, wait right. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. so there was a thing at the bottom where it said any of the credits that had either an N or a B right. is Neil Breen. <laughs> Which, I mean, so it said anything that has an N or a N B. Or have a you B. gone back and rewatched? Like, is there a bunch of things that have N and B? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. It's like 90% of it. Really? Yes. Other than that Joe oh, uh, Montemanagan, yeah. who's yeah, like, yeah. The, like the cameraman Which and, he was and the, the one sound guy. the last guy. one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man, I really actually wish we had these. Uh, we'll have to do it for the video. I want to look at these credits now. <laughs> like, I just want to see them because yeah. obviously I wasn't looking for it. And I mean, I caught it with the craft services one because right. it was right next to it. Right. Why would you? That's so bizarre to like do that and then say, by the way, this thing that I just did is actually yeah. this. Yeah. It's so, he so lives on a different place from a different planet. Yes. Like, I think maybe part two is, like, the most honest one, because that's the one where he's actually straight up from a different planet. Right. You know? Like, he really, really is. Um, you know, and I got to say, like, you know, I I, I kind of think that, um, you know, ethically, like, like morals-wise, like, the second one is is kind of pure hearted, you know, mm -hmm. yes. Like it's some, it's, it's simple minded in the fact that it's like lawyers and politicians right. are evil, you know, like, but it's also, it's like very, it's like very hopeful. It's very much. I've come down here as this benevolent, you know, robo terminator, Jesus, you know, to help you out. And the relationship that he has in that film is kind of nice and pure. Um, and you know, it's awkward, but it's nice. Um, well, except for the people that he makes their eyes bleed. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but those are like, those are bad people, right? That he sure. does that too, you know? Um, this but is what a is film. good or bad? Yeah, but in this film, like like non bad people have bad things happen to yeah. them, you know. Um, and this one definitely feels, I, I again, like I I think it's kind of a you know very problematic a lot of what he does here. But being as how it, it the last film was a little better than that. Like if if all of his films, right? Like if all of his films were this way, I might say same. I mean, if you look at like you know like stanley kubrick you know probably like my favorite director mm -hmm. i love stanley kubrick but like stanley kubrick has a a pattern of like treating women badly in his films you know and behind the camera as well i mean it's famous the way that like he, he was 
awful to Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining. Right. Um, and, and he... Well, you can say that about Hitchcock, too. Oh, a- oh yeah, yeah. Hitchcock, absolutely. Hitchcock's way, way worse. Because yeah. at least, at least uh, Stanley Kubrick was just like an asshole. You know, right. like Hitchcock was an actual womanizer and yeah, an abusive he, on and, prick. Yeah, on and off right. the stage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, so, you know, you have um, those kind of things and it's like you can see with enough time that this is just kind of who they are, you know, at mm-hmm. least, you know, and, and it's, Kubrick didn't write all of his films. Hitchcock certainly didn't write all of his films. Um, but, you know, you can see, well, I'm gravitated to this in ways that they probably don't even realize they sure. are. Now with Neil Breen, you know, I, I think that we can see certain things like we can see that. Yeah. Okay. Like he's, you know, probably wants to have love scenes with, you know, younger women and, you know, like this is probably a way for him to get his little dose of excitement in his life. And he creates these little fun experiences for himself. And that's why I think you're probably going to continue to see Neil Breen films, but other than fateful findings, um, he doesn't necessarily mistreat his female characters. Right. I definitely feel that in this he does. Um, you know, and and again, I just I think it's going to be interesting if you if if that is a one off, and if in his next film, which again I'm almost positive is going to have some kind of a of a love interest uh, woman, but um, if he doesn't just like mistreat them, I think that is going to make Faithful Findings like an interesting piece. It's sure. going to almost make me start to wonder and start to take guesses about things happening to him in his personal life. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way that, um, that, that, uh, antichrist um you know lars von trier speaking of lars von trier you brought up earlier um you know lars von trier's antichrist is very cruel towards women just like a lot of his work is Mm -hmm. um but specifically antichrist is like he said like he you know had his heart broken he was very angry at women and he made this film as like a screed against women Mm -hmm. um and so i'm almost gonna wonder like does that mean fateful findings is that kind of same thing right like is that like a thematic twin like did he go through like was he going through a divorce or something like that and so he made this film about you know pill popping housewives who killed their husbands and kill themselves and you know like is is that part of what he was going through personally yeah. was he working out something in that um you know so but again or I think not and like i said yeah. it could just be like a twitter feed where he's just reading the news right and going this is what's happening and i think it's gross and i need to yeah. talk about it which so and when remind me again was twisted pair 2017 oh uh no 2018 2018 yeah. okay wow i'm super interested in that one so i mean like, that came out in october yeah and then he was yeah. crowdfunding it uh i think like a whole almost a whole year before that because the thing is is you got and again like you can say for whatever you want about neil breen but the the fact that he is in his way, in the best way that he knows how, in his limited knowledge slash talent and alien brain and, like, real genuine creativity. Yeah. Like, like absolute, like, he's very, very creative. Like, this is not a boring guy. Like, he's not doing boring things. Right. He is making really genuinely interesting films that may or may not be good. <laughs> but are very interesting. Mm-hmm. How is he going to react to the zeitgeist of 2016, 2017, 2018? Yeah. Like there, there's, I think, you know, we, 
we are in a very, very interesting time. And there's that, there's that, you know, that old Chinese saying, may you live in interesting times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we are living in very interesting times. Yep. And I want to see what those times look like through the lens of Neil Breen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, from what I've seen in the trailers, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed. But pass through to me is a complete mystery. Like an absolute just dark spot. I have no idea. I've never seen a picture of it. Um, I don't have any idea what this film is going to be like. And I'm going to avoid anything on it until we see it yeah. next week, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I will say this. Um, I'm sure when we do our big wrap up, we're going to kind of like, you know, discuss them in total. But I definitely, um, I, I liked Fateful Findings. I was expecting more. Um, I was expecting it to be like, cause this is again, the one I'd heard of, like, this is the one people talk about. People talk yeah. about fateful findings. They don't right. talk about any of the other ones that I've heard. I mean, obviously they, some people do, but it was always fateful findings is the one that I heard of. And I'm like, no way. Like, honestly, like I, frankly, I am here dot, 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 dot now is, I mean, but really double down as well. Both of those films, like just, just <laughs> incredible. Like, holy, I mean, maybe even double down, like minute for minute, I think might be the most entertaining one of all mm. of them. Um, you know, although I really, really liked, I am here dot, 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 dot now as well. I really like that. I mean, you can't argue yeah. with robo Jesus, zombie alien, like, come right. on. Yeah. Um, that's just incredible. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think faithful findings, like it was, more grounded i don't want that though like it i don't want more grounded i want him to get more fantastical yeah so that is what i'm hoping um i certainly enjoyed the experience of watching faithful findings but i um i would rank it the lowest well, like i said it was, it was more of a, like a family soap yeah. opera type thing yeah. yeah so again my my hope is that pass through is going to go to crazier places mm-hmm. um i definitely want more action scenes you know like i want guns fired that are not just suicides you know i definitely i need more i need more hardcore action out of my neil breen films now he's got me you know addicted to it sure you know but yeah i mean it's still something else and believe you me i'll be at the sixth film whenever that comes out i won't miss it (laughs) yeah oh that's gonna be the hardest part but again in a way i'm glad i didn't i didn't i mean as much as i would have loved to have seen that um you know twisted pair on the big screen at mm-hmm. the screening you did at the alamo like i mean i i'm really glad i'm watching them in order yeah. you know that i'm able to uh, take them in that way and right. not have watched the last film first because that's as in maybe other filmmakers that's fine not with neil breen not with neil breen who's who's clearly building up something that he's telling and he's bringing these things back over and over again mm-hmm. although he didn't get the big the 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 drug kilo in this film no that was i don't sad. think the brick survived the brick did not survive no you know or the don Perial. yeah there was no dom also but we did have the mercedes the mercedes yeah. uh was back the laptops i also believe the laptops were and i am here dot 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 now as well i believe i saw at least one or two of the laptops sure in that film so we've got the laptops his trusty old gotta be broken vio but like again like those things can take a licking yeah like he's like throwing them down he's throwing things into them constantly and there's just like there was one point where a couple of keys came off of one yeah but i mean those things can take a licking uh, and even one of them tried to commit suicide by <laughs> I know. What throwing was that? itself 
What was the deal with that right. part? There's a part where it's like... Well, that was all that ghostly kind of yeah, paranormal and then activity like, And then like the happening. one piece of paper, like this one piece of paper that right. slowly like inches its way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's mystical, man. You know, like, I wish we could give you answers. Like, I wish we could. I think that we're giving you some pretty good answers, though. Sure. Like, I mean, you're, you know, you're helping a lot because like, I'll be baffled at something and you'll say, well, what about this? And I'll be like, oh, okay. Now I think I can understand. Some of that magical that. stuff I just, I can't explain. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely, I think that maybe we're on to something with the fact that this, this magical box, and I do believe that there is something about like a curse with it, you know, mm-hmm. because I do believe because he took something out and he did not put something back into that box, right. that he is somehow cursed. I just think that the way that the curse manifested itself is not in a way that it harms him, but it harms the people around him. Exactly. And it gives him this charmed life, but it destroys the people around him. Um, and, you know, and it, it, except for the girl, it didn't destroy her. But because she was there, because she did put something into the box. Yeah. Right. And then that so, could have been like her protective yeah like putting so, something that is personal to you inside of a well it's it's you know, in binding something within it's yeah. isn't that kind of a wiccan thing where you put yeah. something that's personal inside of a box i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm uh, bind uh, sure. and then bury it and that's part of a ritual type right. thing uh, every time we saw that uh that that black room uh he did say one time that he felt like there was uh something inside of him so it it could also very well be that 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 little cube uh-huh. is what we were seeing was with all the you know where he's surrounded by the glad trash bags right that's what was inside that cube might have been a piece of him yeah because i think that that was definitely the, the that we were to get that that black thing or was soul the or inside like, the of that or the right. you know wishmaster or whatever it is you know this thing that's you know bound in the box well and then you also have surrounded by blackness you also have the um like the woman who's naked in there with him who i i mean i guess what what's interesting is like it's clearly not i wish i knew the 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 character's name of like the girl who like grew up with him or you know who knew who he knew as a little girl the, the doctor woman but I think we're maybe intended to believe that's her, but it's not her. She doesn't have the same shade of hair. It's definitely the the neighbor woman. Like it's it's definitely her. It's got her shade of hair. It's got her size proportions. Like she's yep. that's definitely her. And so then it almost makes you wonder, like, well, uh, a that actress was willing to get naked, and the other one wasn't. Yep. Right. Or B that there is something about that it was her in there, and that maybe she got hit by the darkness or something and that's why she shot her husband you know so. yeah i mean but and and then you got to look at it from the Breenaverse side is that's the person like either was willing to do yeah that or was available that day and because you couldn't see her face right but the, hair of course was in it's there her, it's just you know right. it's yeah those those small details to Breen don't matter, mm. and he's not there to explain it. Right, it's more of your interpretation of what it is. But to him, it's very obvious yeah, yeah, that yeah. if it's that blonde girl that he knew since you know they were eight years old, then that's who it, it's intended to be by him. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to take that extra step, right, to put on a platinum blonde wig. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so 
I don't, you know, again, we could just go circles and circles (laughs) and circles. I don't think there's any more that we can really explain. They call it a mystery box. True. Yeah. Yeah. well, you, I guess you can't call it the MacGuffin necessarily because <laughs> no. it wasn't a, a, the thing that people were after. It was right. it was it was his charm. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm done. Are you done? I'm for now. For now. For, for now. dot 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 uh, dot dot, dot now. now. I uh, just just real quick, just one one last thing. So a few days ago, uh, my wife went to work and she forgot her purse at home. Uh-huh. And she texted me and said, oh, you know, I, I left my purse at home. And I said, well, do you want me to bring it to work? And she said, yes, please, because I have my eye drops. I have some medication mm-hmm. in there. So could you, could you bring it over sometime after, you know, nine o'clock? And so I said, yeah, that's fine. So I drove over there. And by the time that I, I parked in the parking lot, I texted her and said, I am here. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Now. That's great. Yeah. I couldn't resist. How often do you get to use no, something like that right. to somebody that's going to understand? Right. Yeah, yeah and so she good. appreciated that. Yeah, so I would too. Uh, on that note, next week is a pass through, and uh, subsequently after that, then it's going to be twisted pair, and then it's going to be the long wait for anything he does after that. So yeah, and I think we are planning on doing after uh, twisted pair one more episode to wrap everything up. Right. Perfect. Yep. So so then we are at the halfway point of this ultra exclusive limited series think like true detective season one that's what we are but like a podcast or slash video i'll take it yeah all right thanks, non-stop Josh. quality all the way through thank you sir thank you adam <laughs>